Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre oh. Podcast. My name is Mark, and I wish our show title were shorter so Miles couldn't interrupt me in the middle of it. I'm also joined by Miles. What, what would it be? If I, I, I don't know. I don't know of a short title, but that's Miles, and we're also joined by Jackie, who you just heard. Hi. <laughs> Everyone's against me, folks. Our, uh, our name could be, like, just Joe. Just Joe? Yeah, Miles can't interrupt you. Oh, that's tricky, though. So, yeah, hey, welcome true. to Joe. <laughs> uh, this is a podcast formerly about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the TV anime series, and we will get back to TV JoJo anime series show if it ever comes back and we get to talk about Steel Ball Run and how much we love horses. But until that happens, we are covering other anime that are recommended by our listeners, plucked out of thin air by yours truly, us the hosts, or sponsored by our Patreon supporters. And this week, thanks to Kasun, we are watching more Legend of the Galactic Heroes, episodes 7 through 9, which you can find on High Dive uh, if the app isn't too annoying. Because it was annoying to us a little bit. Um, what happened? Tell me all about it. We were watching in the middle of episode seven. It was like, high dives going under maintenance. I was like, uh, what? That is really annoying. And it just seemed like a generic error code. I just kept hitting retry and it worked. And then you can't fast forward. So you have to like, you can't like scrub through. You have to hit fast forward multiple times. Mm. And like, why does it even have a 2x speed button if I can't see it moving in real time? Who would want to go at oh, you're fast forwarding, but it's a little bit faster. Like It's so dumb. I'm glad they have stuff like Oshinoko and, and this show, but stupid app. Anyway, make shout outs to High Dive. people. Yeah, make better apps for me specifically. Before we talk about more Legend of the Galactic Heroes, before we talk about more Ginga Eiyu Densetsu, we need to check in with our, you know, I thought like if I flipped the language, then I'd be able to come up with a pun. Can't do it. Guys, we should read some emails. Do we even have emails? I don't think we have emails now we that don't? I said all this. Oh, no. I don't think we do. We don't. Everyone's like asleep or they're just like, we already told you about. Yeah, they're uh, like, oh, this again. <laughs> I mean, I have one or two We're voice connections. for one man this week. <laughs> all good. Um, which I'm about to tell you about how that could be you, dear listener, because if you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod, you can support this podcast. You can spend as little as $1 a month to get access to the Patreon feed, which includes the occasional bit of cut audio from the main podcast episode, Miles' weekly cultural reference newsletter entitled, Was That a Reference To?, and for $3 a month, you will get those same benefits. Plus, we will thank you out loud on the podcast in just a moment. One by one. We don't just say thank you. We don't just yell it at everyone at the thank same you. time. Thank uh, you. Because what I want to tell you is that for a one-time, a one-month subscription at the $15 level, which you can turn right off if you don't intend to make it a monthly habit, uh, you can sponsor an episode of the podcast and we will watch an anime of your choosing. Just three episodes or a reasonable length movie. I guess you could give us an unreasonably short movie if you wanted to. 
And so that is why we are watching more Legend of the Galactic Heroes, even though we do like the show. Uh, let's say thank you to those $3 and up tier Patreon supporters now. So thank you to Colin. Shungun. And Daihomi. I love Jojo Woo Woo. Daniel. Dalton. Soliloquy. Kasun. Lord Zendar. Omar. Jumbo. Katie. Bloof. Nocturnal. Kenny. Mirror Man. Austin. Tim. Martin. Aquosus. Christian. And Chad. 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 Thanks, everybody. Thanks, as always. Yeah. Again, patreon.com slash jjbpod to hear your name read aloud by one of us three bozos and to make us cover an anime that maybe we've never heard of or maybe we have swore we'd never watch. You can make us do it. All right, so after a, a pretty long break from Logoch, Legend of the Galactic Heroes, we are back to talk about episodes 7, 8, and 9. And Miles, we don't know about you, but when 7 started, we were like, wait a minute, what the fuck is happening? Or did you did you get it right away? I remembered what was happening. I just, like, I feel like halfway through, I was like, oh yeah, didn't they, like, dock onto a big ship? Yeah, I, I caught up with it. They had a secret plan to take over Iserlone. Iserlone. Right. So yeah, this is... And I feel like the High Dive episode descriptions are bad because they tell you about what happened last episode. Like they do, which I guess makes sense because these are shows that don't have a built-in recap. So they're kind of trying to recap it for you. I don't know. It was confusing. Yeah, I didn't remember what happened previously. Yeah. But this was a cool ep. Probably uh, yeah. Probably the coolest of the three. I agree. Best ep. Yes. There's I, a- and I was like highly anticipated because I was like, ooh, how is he, you know, what is he going to do? How is he going to do it? He's given an impossible task and he pulls it off. He pulls it off. I already thought he was a cool character, but now I think he's even cooler. Yeah. yeah and I like the way it ends, which we'll get to. Mm. Um, but yeah, basically it's like they have a much smaller fleet. They have to overtake Iserlone Fortress, which is an important point in space that is occupied by the Galactic Empire. It like prevents anybody from getting through to the rest of the Empire space. It has like a giant gun. It has a huge gun called Thor's Hammer, uh, which feels almost like a atomic bomb metaphor in this uh, in this episode, which was interesting to see. It's like you don't even want to try to go through there, and you know, because you'll die. But they outsmart everybody. Well, I like that one of the tactics that Yang uses, and I love that it doesn't really work, because it'd be silly if it worked. But he has ships on the outskirts of space just moving back and forth. And they're like, why are they doing that? And then someone on his side is like, yeah, what is the point of this movement? And he's like, I don't know if there's a point. Like, he's just (laughs) doing it to be weird, I guess, to make them think that it means something. Yeah. But it's not like that works and therefore they don't know what to do. Like, they seem puzzled by it. It is neat that it is just a random thing he tried. Because, like, otherwise it would seem almost too good that everything... I mean, not everything worked out according to plan, but, like, the odds were so against him Mm -hmm. 
and he still managed to pull on it, pull it off that it's nice that there were like he's just throwing shit at the wall at the same time yeah and they make use of the rosen ritters what what was that the rosen ritters are like they're sort of a, a wild crew on the free planet alliance military they mm-hmm. like they get in a bar fight in one of the earlier episodes i think okay but they're known for being kind of wild like they'll do the craziest shit mm. they're up for the craziest missions and so they're like the a team yeah that thing i've never seen but i know the theme song of and i could maybe name a few members of mm. is okay so mr t is one of the a team yeah they have all of the letters <laughs> yeah but no i don't think that's true <laughs> is that yeah. true but isn't there there's one who's Mr. like... There's Mr. A, there's Mr. B, there's no. Mrs. C. <laughs> what is she doing in A-Team? What do you mean? Oh, you, you think there was like all 26 letters. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's, we're saying. That's what I was saying. That's what oh, I Miles thought you were saying. saying like Mr. A, T, E, A again, M. Oh. Like A-Team letters. Anyway. No, no, no. Isn't there someone named like Mr. Handsome or something? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I only know Mr. T as well. Ah, oh, shit. I also, that's the only thing I know about this show. I pity the fool. Oh, Hannibal. Hannibal B.A. Yeah, that's not it. Okay. Face, face man. I don't like that. Anyway. So... Yeah, Jackie, what's the what's the did you take beat by beat notes or nah? I took notes. Uh my first note is Lord of the Grings. That's good. Um <laughs> it does make you think that when you read the abbreviation for this show. <laughs> well, let's talk about their plan for getting in the fortress. Yes. The one prong yeah. is they have a fake imperial ship that docks with the fortress. Yes. Right. The Ritter Roses guys are on is, what are they called? Rosen Ritters. The Rosen Ritter guys are on it. And they're pretending to be imperial soldiers who you, have like captured a secret plan to attack Easterlone Fortress. Do you remember? Yeah, it's it. They pretend to have like hidden information. Do you remember how they got the ship? I don't remember. No, I don't remember. I think how it was they like abandoned. It was like an abandoned ship or something, wasn't it? They found it. Somewhere? I think it's from a previous battle. Okay. Yeah. But apparently, nobody on the Empire like took notes of it. You know, because that should be like. You know, when you go to the post office and you see like the most wanted list or whatever, they should have had like, like a, if you see this ship, do not, do not let anyone on board. Like they, it is a stolen ship. That's a good point. No. Yeah. They should have some kind of like system where it's like, okay, this ship has a tracking number on it. We know we, let's look, let's look it up in the computer. Oh, this ship was in this battle and never returned, you know, but I guess maybe you yeah. could just say that the, that was the crew of that battle, you know? Uh, you know what I mean? I guess. Like, oh man, we got out. You know what I mean? Like, they could still pretend, like, oh yeah, yeah, we were in that battle and we suffered a lot of losses, but we, you know, we spun out of control and we we landed on somewhere and we were able to. I don't remember it how might long have ago been it was. that they were convincingly like damaged enough that they were like, we have to dock right now or we're mm-hmm. gonna blow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Because they asked them all for ID when they got off the ship, but they were like, this guy's too wounded. We yeah. Need to There's to no the time. Right now. Yeah. He, yeah. They were really making it like urgent. Like, Oh, I, I need to talk. I need to talk directly to the commander and give him information. And like, he, then he goes there and then they're like, I think about to like 
I don't know, like maybe ask more questions. Like, who is this guy? What's the, but then the fucking, the ships, the other, the enemy fleet starts moving weirdly. And they're like, you got to tell us their plan. What are the, why are they moving so weird? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it just kind of did work. Yeah. yeah. It just adds to their anxiety. <laughs> just them being like, well, like, why are they wiggling? I, like, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't understand what they're trying to do. What does that do for them? Um, so, yeah. So they were able to take over that way. Um, the best part was they had a man who was like bleeding from his mouth. And I guess that was, that was all fake. He was the leader of the Written Roses, but they pull him toward the commander of Iserlone Fortress on a stretcher, yeah. and they show him being wheeled there on a stretcher or like floated there because it's a floating yeah. stretcher. And he opens his eyes for a second. I'm like, aha! <laughs> he he kind of smirk. He kind of smirks a little bit too. It like looks yeah. kind of like <laughs> like I'm asleep or am I? <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Yeah, that's the commander Walter von Schinkopf. Miles, how do you pronounce O with two dots on top? Schön. So Schönkopf. Nice head. Is that what that means? <laughs> yeah. He's got a nice head. Too bad he's got fake blood all over it. So yeah, then they... What, what other... What other... Because you, um, Miles, you mentioned there... Were there other techniques that they... Or the other like strategies that they were deploying besides those? Well, that was how they got on the ship and yeah. got to the commander. And then they also were jamming the communications between Iserlone Fortress and the fleet that protects Iserlone Fortress because for some reason they have separate commands. Like one guy's mm. in charge of the fortress, one guy's in charge of the fleet and they don't like each other. Mm. But they also like were not able to communicate with each other this whole time. Right. They refer to them as the garrison. Okay. How did they jam it? Do you guys remember? No. Okay. Just regular old jamming. Hmm. <laughs> Good. So they basically use like uh, what's that called? Like social, social engineering. Social engineering. Yeah. That's 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 a smart way to do it. Like the like we don't have the fleet, but we have like the smarts. Yeah, I was thinking of like one of the ways they warn you against something being a scam is like they create a false sense of urgency and they yeah. do that by having a bleeding man. No, like hurry up! Ah, we need help. Don't t- don't call your boss. Don't worry about it. Do it. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Give me yeah. your ATM numbers. Ah. Yeah, and it's. Yeah, and like they'll they look trusting and they're dressed in the right thing and they have like maybe they have an ID badge, but you know, if you don't scan it or whatever, like yeah. They uh they kind of sweet talk you into being like, "Oh, I I trust this guy. I don't need to check him out. He looks legit," you know. But he's not. And he's like, "I need to talk to the commander right away." And they got him. Got him. And they probably didn't think that someone would try this strategy like they probably were like no one's gonna no one's gonna try to attack our fortress like you need right. a crazy huge fleet to do that we would see them coming you know this is what it was pretty janky the way they were able to capture the commander of the fortress like the bleeding guy's just like come here come here and then he does a kung fu move on him and gets him like in a headlock this was the episode where one of one of them like kind of bungee jumps off of something and then there's like a girl on the bottom and yes. like they kind of just smile at each he's other. He's like, hello. <laughs> he's like, hi. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because I was like, oh, I was like, one of them died. and I, But I was like, well, in this operation, I guess there's got to be some free planet alliance guys that die. But he didn't die. He was attached to a rope mm-hmm. and he lives. Yep. <laughs> Even though this is a very <laughs> bloody episode. He meets a nice episode. lady. He meets a nice lady. Um, yeah, so they're able to take the commander hostage 
Yeah. And the, and oh, the right. other soldiers are like, yeah, but our commander's like not afraid of death. Our so. commander is honorable. He would rather die than be taken hostage and surrender. He would rather die than surrender. And he's like, nope, <laughs> please. <laughs> drop your I, gun. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, drop your weapon. I'm a coward. I'm huge. I wear diapers. I'm a baby. <laughs> uh, and so th- that it kind of works. Like the other guys are like, God damn it. And they have to drop their guns. But when they go into like the main like control area one of them hits a lockdown button and a lot of the fortress gets locked down mm-hmm. uh and then there is a bloody melee battle to get to the central computer right uh, yeah this was really cool because they used i forget what they were called something particles yeah i have that i think they're called like swaddle par- uh cephal cephal particles cephal particles and they so when you fire a gun and there are cephal particles around, it just makes a huge fire. So they had a big axe fight as a result. And it was pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like they would have definitely lost an arms race. But but the Rosenritters are crazy enough at close quarters combat or CQB, close quarters battles, that they, they were able to, to win and there's blood everywhere. Yeah, I thought the animation here was pretty janky. It's a little I liked jank. That it was like I liked that it was happening. I liked that people were getting chopped up by axes. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it was a cool excuse for to use melee weapons because otherwise a space anime is just going to have a lot of pew 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 pew. One thing I like here too is they also show the garrison commander is uh, confused about what's happening. Yeah, and it's like this show loves to have. A, an annoying bullheaded old man in a chair being like, we have to be aggressive. And then a young guy off to the side being like, no, no, don't. It's a trap and you're going to die. And he's like, shut the fuck up. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Why do they even let I the young got guy. tired of it this episode though. Why do they like, even let. again. Yeah. They've done it like three times. <laughs> like, why do they even let the young guy talk? Like they're an empire. Shouldn't they just right. execute the guy? But instead they, they make him leave. And this is a guy who we met. I don't know if it was episode six or something, but all that I remember him about was just that like he meets Reinhardt at a party and he is like, my eye is a robot or whatever. And like, that <laughs> yeah. was it. But I forgot that that's oh, who he was until was later. Him? Yeah. Oh. So in this case, he's trying Creepy to be like, don't. He's like, don't do this. And do so, that. And so the commander's just like, let's go in and attack well, well, the I think- fort. Right? Don't they want to like attack the fortress to kind of, and it's like a suicide mission, but he's like, we got to go and do it. It resolves that. Yeah, that, that's coming later. Um, okay. But I know that like while the stuff, the espionage and melee fights are happening on Easter Loan, that they're also like, they're away from mm-hmm. the base, the garrison, um, and they're having an argument. Mm-hmm. But yeah, on Easter Loan, they do this bloody axe fight. Uh, one of them says the word hot planet, and I don't know what that means. Are they a hot planet? planet? Is that what Haupt means? Like capital? Haupt? Hauptstadt? Is oh. capital city? Oh, they subtitled as just H-A-U-T, I thought, but whatever. Um, oh, I thought you said Haupt. No. I don't know then. Uh, yeah, so they, they say they're going to like fight to get control of the main computer, and I don't remember how they do that, but I guess that lets them reverse the lockdown. Mm. Because, yeah, it's like, for a little bit, they technically have like strategic control they've made you know the main command surrender but they can't use any of the weapons on board because it's under lockdown and so this is where the garrison doesn't know if they should like return and attack because 
the Eastern Lone commanders are like, yeah, but the garrison's going to come back soon and you're just going to be stuck here with us and they're going to kill you. But instead, the garrison is like, we don't know what to do. Um, we're being told that they, because I think they do communicate to the garrison, right? And they say like, yeah, we have you. We have Easter Lone. We've taken over. And they're like, yeah, what if we get surrender. close and they shoot us? I forget if they mention Thor's hammer to them as well. I think in the first message to them, they say, don't come closer. We're going to blast you. Uh, so they have an argument and they eject the young upstart who is Oberstein. So he, he leaves on an escape pod. I don't think they tell him to get off the ship, but I think he tells him, like, get out of the command center and he just leaves because he's like, I'm not going to die. Yeah. Which is smart. Um, but yeah, so they like, they, they don't take action at the right time. The Free Planet Alliance Yang's team does get command of Easterlone. And then this, this dumb guy, I forgot the name of the commander of the garrison. He's like, well, we're on a death mission and we got to do it. Um, and he says to his crew, like, I'm sure none of you want to live anyway. <laughs> I just was expected a bunch assumption. of people to leave. Uh, and they are like, all right, we're going to attack Easterlone. But yeah, they have Thor's hammer. They activate it. It eradicates thousands of ships in one beam. Um, and then it makes Yang Wang Li and his crew feel bad. They're like, shit. Yeah. And then they like warn them. They're like, we're going to use it again or something. I think they use it twice. Yeah, They're like, if you don't like, if you either surrender or run away and we won't. Yeah. Right. I don't want to murder them all. Right, and then and but they're like, no, we're gonna keep going, and so then yeah, I think the first then, blast then doesn't he's like, take okay, out. Let's let's figure out who where the commander is and just kill him because he he's like he figures oh it's probably just like one asshole who uh, is like you know he's what sucks about war. He's just like sending people off to die for no reason. But yeah, I think the first blast doesn't get the garrison ship, and then he pledges that they will go ahead and attack, mm-hmm. and so then they do have to use it on him as well mm-hmm. so that, that that felt well, almost they, spe- they specifically target him oh they did they they're like he, he kind of makes a point of it he's like let's just get the the head oh, okay and then they, but they mean they, his whole ship not just him right they destroy his whole ship and then everyone else is like mm, okay well fuck it <laughs> yeah because they don't have their leader anymore to forcing them to go so they're just like eh, we're go- we're out of here uh and so they do take over easter loan Yes. Yang Wenli gets to be nicknamed Miracle Yang. Yes. Uh, which I like. And then I love the way this resolves, which is that Yang... He gives his resignation. Because he, he feels bad about the, the bloodshed, I think. And he also is just like, this is too much responsibility. And he tries to turn in his, resola- his and, and he's, and he resignation. Be, and like, I don't know. They, this is a huge victory for them. Like, they could end the war with this or whatever. You know, like they can... They have a lot more power now. Yeah. That. So Yang wants out, but um, the general Sithole is like, you could tell he must be like, uh, you can't fucking quit. And he's like, I got to figure out what to, what to say to this guy. And he's like, well, what's going to happen to the 13th fleet that you commanded? Everyone looks at them as like rejects and losers, but you could command them and like restore them to greatness. And you can see that Yang is just like, Bleh. like mm-hmm. it definitely hits him where it hurts that he's like well i don't want to desert these people like they helped me i helped them i don't want to fucking and he he earned their admiration too you can see a few dudes who really respect him when he's like i don't want to blast the whole fleet let's just tell them to leave if they don't want to get blasted 
like some dudes really respect it. He tells them like, if you're, mm-hmm. if you don't plan on surrendering, just leave, just flee. Mm. Um, so he's already earned their respect, and he, you know, doesn't want them to be uh, just seen as rejects or whatever. So he continues to lead them. So yeah. I like that. And they're also like, please don't go. You'd think that after this great victory, he, they would give him a better crew. But they're like, no, come back and you can still command the same shitty guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not that shitty. I mean, they were able to listen to him. Yeah. Maybe that's the point. They're like, he can make them work. Yeah. He can show them that they are not bad. And then the next episode which one was the next episode? The next episode uh, I thought was boring. Um, and it's it's about Reinhardt and his crew. Uh, it's about Reinhardt and Kierkeis almost kissing all yeah, the time. Yeah, they love each other. They love each other. Why don't um, they just kiss? I don't know. Shouldn't they? They like Don't they hold hands or something? I wrote down that they, they hold, hold hands. because Reinhardt picks Kierkeis up, but then they're still holding hands for a little bit. Uh and Oberstein, who was yeah. the deserter, because uh, he was the young man behind the chair who got kicked out, he comes to sort of like pitch himself to Reinhard. Yeah, because he's in big trouble. He's in yeah, he's in big trouble, but he can tell that like a lot of people don't like Reinhard, and Reinhard could use more allies. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he asks Kierkeis to leave the room so he can speak to Reinhard directly. Uh, yeah. And Reinhard is like, uh, yeah, I Reinhard tell Kierkeis like, everything. Exactly. He was like, look, anything you can say to me, you can say to my wife because I'm going to tell her everything later anyway. <laughs> and he's, but the, he, yeah, and Oberstein says like, yeah, but you're a smart guy. You have to deal with a lot of subordinates. So I know that like, person A, you might talk to in a person A way. Person B, you might talk to in a, so it's like kind of smart and I guess Reinhard's just tired of it. So he's like, or, or Kierkeis is like, maybe yeah. I should leave. Yeah, he's like, all right, fine, I'll go, whatever. <laughs> but basically, you, you'll just tell me later. <laughs> it makes sense that Oberstein is basically saying this because what he does is he turns to Reinhardt and is like, I would like to overthrow the current empire. I hate it. <laughs> they suck. You know, I have a bionic yeah. eye. They like the original founder of this empire would have had me like euthanized. Uh, I want to help you overthrow it. Oh, wait, is it this is the same guy? This is this is the same guy who from the last episode. He's like the only survivor. Oh, he's yes. the only survivor, and that's why. Okay, got it, got it, got it. He's I missed not, like that. him and him and some other dudes, but yeah, okay. he's the only name. Uh, and Reinhard tries to kind of call his bluff, or he's because he's like, shit, is he just baiting me? I th- I think is like what his internal like monologue must be. So he's like, here, guys, arrest this man. And Oberstein's like. Oh, is this all you are? Like, you're just another part of the Empire apparatus? Like, I thought you were going to shake things up and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then Reinhardt's like, all right, here, guys, don't, all right, don't, um, don't arrest him. And they talk a bit. And uh, it seems like Reinhardt is going to, yeah, try to sort of get Oberstein. He kind of, quote unquote, plans to and succeeds in buying Oberstein from, uh, from the Empire that wants to court-martial him. Uh, and Kierkeis is like, that guy's dangerous. And before he says anything, I remember also thinking, like, this guy's really sneaky. I don't know. Like, he's tr- he's he's trying to just tell Reinhard things. He's, like, deserting a battle and then immediately being like, oh, I hate this Empire. I want to bring it down. Like, how could you trust this guy? But Reinhard does need allies. 
He doesn't have a ton. He just has his redhead friend in quotation marks. And his big sis. And his big sis. But who knows? Yeah. Uh, but you are right. And Rose. Uh, and so the way he manages to get the Empire not to kill Oberstein is there's these three, like, I don't know, are they the admirals? Because Reinhardt, no, Reinhardt is an admiral. These guys are like senior admiral. I don't yeah, know. Like the chiefs of staff or something, but they're like the biggest three guys in the army. They're the big three. Hang on. I'm going to go to the summary just to see. But they all realize that they're going to have to resign. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they turn in their resignations, which are little pieces of paper. It it didn't seem like they really had to resign because it didn't seem like the emperor was like was that mad, <laughs> and and as we'll find out, like he goes back on it pretty quick. By the way, I forgot to mention that the little the little Guineapedia website that like chronicles a lot of Galactic Hero stuff says that in the original novel series, the way Rosen Ritter takes over Isterlone is by incapacitating the entire fortress garrison by using hypnotic gas they put in the air conditioning system. Cool. It's a lot okay. simpler. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Uh, yes, yeah, so these three guys, I guess they feel the need. Maybe that's tradition is they have to resign or whatever. But And so they're like, all right, well, we have to give one of the positions to, to Reinhard. Um, but I'm guessing that Reinhard also knows, like, well, these guys just have to resign if anything goes bad. <laughs> and, like... Maybe it's one of those things where you don't want to get promoted because then you're in a position that could be cut at any moment. So Reinhardt's like, I do not want to take one of those roles because I don't think these three men should be blamed for what happened. They should keep their positions. And also, I would like to buy this cyborg man. I don't know how he manages... Well, now they owe him a favor. Right, and he makes the favor. And it's, it's weird because, yeah, by doing this, by saying, like, could you just do me a favor and not kill Oberstein? Aren't they like, what are you doing with that guy? Like, why do you want him? Doesn't this look really suspicious? Mm-hmm. They're like, he's a deserter. What are you going to do with him? It seems that they're already quite suspicious of him. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, if they already are like, what's with him? Then you might as well just do such shit all the time. Fuck it. So yeah, Oberstein's little gambit here works. Uh... Reinhard kind of looks better, but I think he also knows that he can ascend more later on. He doesn't need to, you know, he doesn't need to just sit around and wait for everybody else to die. I mean, those guys are, the the three guys who resign. They are old, yeah. And they, 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 even though it wasn't directly their fault, they have still presided over like a horrible, horrible defeat. Because nobody had, like, it seemed impossible that someone would take this fortress. And this fortress now gives them access to an immense amount of space. space, Galactic Empire space. Yeah, I mean, it's like with the Titanic, you know? It's that hubris. You're like, it's unsinkable, so take off all the fucking lifeboats. Oh, shit, it sank. It turns out boats weren't designed to run into big pieces of ice. Whoops-a-daisy. It's pretty wild that it sank on its first trip. It's so embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. It's really embarrassing to Jonathan Titanic, designer of this ship. I assume he named <laughs> it after himself. That's why he changed his name. 
<laughs> he changed it to uh, the ocean. I don't know. I don't have anything. Uh, but yeah, this episode was just, it was just like sort of, like, I don't know. The politics of the show are interesting. The sort of like, but I can move up and blah, blah, blah. But there's no fight. There's no ballroom scene. There's no romance or terrorism. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of like, okay. And uh, after the previous episode, I kind of, I'm like, oh, I have to watch. Like, what's Ryan Hart doing? Nothing interesting compared to what Wenley's doing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the other thing this episode was like, there was a little flashback of Reinhardt declaring that as a kid that he wanted to take over the world or whatever. Yeah. But which was a little crazy. Part of that is him and him holding hands with Kirchheis. Yes. There's also a moment where I think it's before the flashback even where he's Reinhardt and Kirchheis are talking and Reinhardt goes to say something and then he goes, oh, nothing. And I don't know what it was. Did you see? I don't know if maybe you guys already talked about it and I zoned out, but like. Did you notice that uh, uh, Oberstein's eyes glow red at one point? Yeah, because they're robot eyes. Oh, that's why. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. yeah. Maybe they were Doesn't saying he pop one out while he's talking to Reinhardt. He does pop one out. Does it mean anything when I, when his eyes glow? Maybe he has low batteries. <laughs> he needs to drink more juice to power his eyes. I don't know. He has to plug them in embarrassingly and hang out by a wall socket like his phone is like dying. Look, our eyes turn red when they're tired. That's true. They don't flash red. Oh, no. Mine do. The name of this episode, by the way, episode eight, is Cool, Clear, Artificial Eyes. Mm. My eyes flash red when I'm trading cryptocurrency. Oh, no. Are you doing it with your mind? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next episode is the Klopstock Incident. Yes, a title that made me laugh when I read yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a some kind of like silly... I don't know. It just it's sounds kind of like, silly. It sounds like a. Uh, is it silly? I don't know. It sounds like a silly name, Klopstock. Oh, am I it not allowed like to find Klopstock. terrorism funny? It sounds like slapstick or Bialystok and Bloom. I didn't care about this episode that much either. I liked it. This one, yeah, also wasn't as good, but I liked it better than the previous one. Yeah, okay. def- definitely more happens. I don't know. I liked it. I think it's funny to see just pissed off old dudes it doing just, terrorism poorly. It, yeah, it seemed like kind of like a dumb drama. I guess it's not. Te- it's not. Like a, it's not dumb. terrorism. It's an assassination. Yeah, an assassination. Basically, they talk about how they kind of recap how the current king I, is in power. I missed that whole beginning. I mean, I watched it, but I was like, it, I don't know. It like went by too fast or something, and I'm like, what? What? Who got screwed it's, over it's here? It's really funny what happened. There were three boys who were going to be successor. Okay. And one of them is uh, Friedrich the Fourth, mm-hmm. and the other two are his brothers. Mm-hmm. One brother gets like exiled or killed for because uh, he was going to try and like seize the throne or overthrow like the current king, his father. Mm-hmm. So they get rid of that brother, but then it turns out that he was being framed, yeah, by the other brother, Clements. Uh, my note here just says Clements, you dog. Mm. So they get rid of that brother. And so the only one left is Friedrich the Fourth, who isn't interested in politics. And he loves partying. He just loves to party. He's like the Venga bus. Um, or the Venga boys, I guess? Both. Yeah, the Venga boys. They sang a song about we, uh, Come like, On On The Train. No, that's Quad City DJs. 
What? I think the Vanga boys have the Vanga oh, bus is coming. And everybody's jumping. And they say in the beginning, they say, we like to party. The wheels of steel are turning and traffic lights are burning. So if you like to party, come on and move your body. I got something to tell you. Okay, stop. You can you can stop at any <laughs> I'm time. Like, I'm like, how many of the words do I know? I think I know a lot. I don't I think I, I know a lot of the words. I don't need to know this. I don't need to know this. This far into our relationship. I don't want to know how many Vango words you know. Mark, I'm gonna tell you all the words later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm fine. just gonna whisper them while you sleep. Vango gonna... words are back in town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna uh, whisper them in your ear while you're asleep. <laughs> young people who listen to this, just look up jock jams and listen to some <laughs> some jock jams CDs and tell us how you feel. Anyway. <laughs> Let us know if you like to party. So basically, that's the story of the current king. Uh, he just he just like has an advisor do all the decisions for him. He just tends yeah, but now to his he's roses. Old and shitty. He's old and I don't know. He seems to mostly want. He seems to be like somewhat aware. Like he's aware that Reinhardt could be like a traitor or whatever. And he's like, whatever. He's uh, doing his sister right. That's true. Um, but the the main focus of this episode. The main uh, the main antagonist is Mr. Klopstock, whose full name is Wilhelm von Klopstock, mm-hmm. who was a like uh, a noble, and he supported Clements, I think, one of the brothers that was exiled mm-hmm. for trying to seize the throne. And was he the, was Clements the one that was framed? Or was that the other one? No, no, no. He wasn't any of the brothers. He just supported one of the other brothers. Um, and so he was exiled when... Clemens was the framer, I think. I think he supported Clemens. The Clemens, bro- Clemens was a brother. Uh-huh. Okay, that's what I was asking. Sorry, yeah. I think he supported Clemens, but if not him, one of the other brothers. He got okay. exiled. Okay. He Okay. And so he goes to Duke Braunschweig, who is a relative, a son-in-law of the, of the current king. So these are are these all new characters? We haven't seen them on any episodes before. I feel like that's why I, I kind of didn't see Braunschweig. Yeah, I think most of them we haven't seen. Yeah, that's why it feels like I didn't care because it's like, okay, all these new characters and there's some drama that like I'm supposed to care about some noble drama, like whatever. You're uh you're more perceptive than I am because this is from the third chapter of a side story novel in the Legend of the Galactic Heroes. It's not from the main series. Oh, okay. It's a very self-contained episode. Yeah, it's yeah. Fr- it's from a side story novel called Star Crusher. Ah, uh, but, but they just wanted to animate it probably because it it was a cool story. Yeah, and they have to fill time. They I have think, to make more I episodes. They, I think if they showed these characters like kind of randomly in other episodes, it, this episode would feel a little bit more worth it. But otherwise, it yeah, it just kind of feels like it. Maybe they're like a- it could have just been a Rohan OVA, you know? Yeah, I mean, it kind of is what it is, but. <laughs> It's just like, you know, Rohan goes to a party and then a bunch of crazy stuff happens and he's he writes about it or whatever. Maybe they only had like 25 episodes worth of main plot and they were like, we need a few filler because mm. I don't know how we're going to fill a whole Right. Well, they, they do that Wenley episode. They, they do episode seven and they're like, ah, shit, we need to get we need to give uh, Reinhardt some attention because he's uh, he hasn't been in it for a little yeah, while. Yeah, I mean, it does make sense to show the aftermath of that battle though from the empire yeah. side you know what i mean they lost a very important strategy point but it doesn't focus a ton on like what yeah, they're like, thinking next like, it's mostly right. just that's yeah. what i would think i would be like wait dude they just reinhardt they just took over the fortress like what are you doing what is everybody doing they're going to a party but, who cares but don't, but don't you like to see 
Well, in episode eight, not the party thing. But don't you like to see... Episode eight, fine. It's relevant. But like, why are they going to a party? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. I liked it for a few reasons. One of which is seeing Kierkeis's royal computer, his royal yeah, electronics so ornate. laptop that has a separate clock, but I'll let it slide. This was made in the 80s. They didn't know that most computers would just have a clock built in. When uh, Reinhardt and... Um the the redhead boy Kierkeis. and Kierkeis, when they show up I wrote down uh, the boys go together to prom in their limo because <laughs> they're like in a limo together and I'm like it's their prom limo right so but like but he's but Kierkeis stays behind yeah but hang on I didn't finish setting up that okay 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 this this exiled guy Klopstock goes to the current king's son-in-law with a big painting of the original the guy who founded the whole empire and he's showing this to Duke Braunschweig and he's like, this is pretty amazing, but why are you showing it to me? And Klopstock's like, oh, I want you to have it. And Braunschweig's like, for what? And he's like, because I would like to talk to the king. I know you're going to have him over your house. Uh, you know, was hoping to get my family back in his good graces, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Braunschweig's like, okay, yeah, you can come to the party. And when Klopstock shows up, we see that his he has a cane that seems to have some kind of timer on it. Some sort of timer situation. But we'll get back to that because, yes, we we also see that Reinhard is talking to Kierkeis about this party and he does not want to go at all. He does not give a shit about these nobles. He thinks it's stupid for them to have parties. Um, but he knows that he has to go because the king is going. Uh, and spoiler alert, the king doesn't even really go because he's his fucking tummy hoits. He gets a widow's stomach ache. Which they said was like a euphemism for him being drunk. Yeah, because he loves to party, as we as we said. Um, who, who among us? Who among us? Anyway, yeah, so they're at the party. Uh, Reinhard told Kirchheis to come. Kirchheis stays behind with his little royal laptop. We see that Klopstock has a cane with a special timer on it. What could that mean? Um, and his plot is to go in there, talk a little bit, leave the cane behind. Yeah. And then he goes back to the parking lot, uh, without the cane. Right. Which Kierkeis notices because he stayed behind. Right. And if you see something, say something. Yes. Well, this was before that <laughs> campaign. Why did Kier Kierkeis bother coming to this just to sit in the yeah. parking lot? Well, Reinhard, Reinhard told him to. Because he's going to like the, you know, you know, like when you go to prom and then after after prom, you go down the shore or whatever and you spend the weekend in like uh, Asbury Park or whatever. Or or what's the other one? Wildwood. Wildwood. Seaside. Wildwood. Seaside, seaside Heights. Seaside. If you, don't, if you don't want to drive that far, Seaside Heights. Right. Whatever. I don't know the fucking New Jersey ass. You've been to these places. Yeah, but I don't know which is Have which. you been to Wildwood? I, I think, went to Seaside Heights. I think, yeah, we, I think we've been to Wild. I think I've been, I've only gone to these with you. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, my family did not do this. My well, my family went to Miami every year. So we hi, got we're the, talking about the Jersey Shore. So podcast we got the listeners. better, the better beaches. Yeah, Jersey yeah, Shore is yeah, just yeah. like if you're if you're not gonna like go to a, if you're not gonna leave New Jersey. <laughs> not everyone has that option. You have a beach. Yeah, that's true. That's true. If not everyone in the middle, has the option. In the middle somewhere. But I would go because my friend's family would go down to Wildwood and they would take me. And then when I got older, I was like, who the fuck wants to drive three hours down to the very Far. southern tip of New Jersey? Not the very southern tip. What is that? Cape May down there? Is that nice? 
Because it bends back towards the coast. I think I've coast. been there once when I was a kid. I've been to Atlantic it's City. Fine. It's fine. Look, the Jersey Shore is not amazing, but it is a beach. Anyway, Kierkeis is waiting for prom to be over so that they can drive down to the right, shore. Right, because he can't go into prom because no one can know that they're, they're gay together. This is at the point in time when our high school would not be okay with that. Yeah. There's... These guys went to our high school, right? Right. Uh, well, this took place you think in... whatever... Is this the future? <laughs> yes, right? It's the future, but they go to old school uh, balls and galas. I think everyone's fine with their relationship. That's what I think, Mark. No one has said otherwise, so I think everyone's fine with it. Okay. Well, I would just, I couldn't figure out why his prom date would stay behind. He just, you know, he's not really into parties. <laughs> he just wants to go to the beach together. He, he just wants a game on his laptop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wants to play Royal Fortnite in the backseat. Uh, and then like all Reinhardt does at this party is he goes in there, he looks at the amazing painting. I wrote down that it's a fancy Bridgerton party, but then now like, a, you know, a, a day later, I'm like, why did I think Bridgerton? It just looks like a random, it looks like a fucking a fancy party. I don't Podcast know Podcast listeners, if you know what Bridgerton is, let us know. You don't know what it is? I know what it is, okay. vaguely, but if, I would just be shocked at the overlap. Listeners, if, why not? Why? I like JoJo's and Bridgerton. Yeah, that's you. I think Bridgerton is popular. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's popular. Okay. It's by uh, Sh- Shonda Rhimes produced it, I believe. Okay. She's popular. <laughs> She's never made an anime. Shonda Rhimes, come on the pod. <sighs> yeah, yeah, come on the pod and make an anime. It'd probably, make an anime. It'd probably be good. Make an anime that's just scandal, <laughs> but animated. Carrie Washington should be in an anime. Why not? Great. Uh, so I think it should be How to Get Away with Murder. I think How to Get Away with Murder should be an anime. How to get get away with Satsu. I don't know how to just say murder as a topic. Sorry, Japan. I got. Isn't see. it like kodos? That's to kill as a verb. Anyway. Okay. But I don't know. Maybe you're closer. Um. Yeah. So Reinhardt goes into the party, but all he really does is talk shit to the nephew of Duke Braunschweig. He looks weird. That's what I wrote down. He insults He's, some weird looking He dude. looks like a fancy boy with a bowl cut. And because he's a sexy lady there too, a baroness. Yeah, yes. Westvale. Dark hair. She's barking up the wrong tree though. I th- for sure thought she was going to die in this explosion. Because mm. I was like, who are you? Why are we being introduced to you? Uh, but she doesn't. Yeah, so what does Reinhardt say? He he calls this guy an ill-bred dog or something. Because he's like, why would you have this paint? He says something about like why you shouldn't have this painting or something. I don't know. Um, but this 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 baron dipshit swears revenge on Reinhardt. And he's like, oh, and watch your sister, which is really fucked up. He mentions his sister. And then he like laughs and is like, ha ha ha, and leaves. Um, and then... Uh, we see the Kierkeis is figuring out like, oh, the cane is a bomb. That's why this old man Klopstock is leaving. And But at, like, then we were looking at Reinhardt and we're like, oh shit, someone needs to get Reinhardt out. But out of nowhere, an old lady gets sick and Reinhardt is like, I'll help her. And he takes her over to a bench where the cane is sitting because Klopstock's plan was to bring a bomb cane to this party and then just pray that the king will show up at the right time and sit in the right place next to the cane? He doesn't even come to the party, right? 
Even if he did, how did he know when he was supposed to arrive or anything? Yeah. Right. It's a big bomb. What detonates the cane? I think just time. Just time. Time. Yeah. So yeah, it, um, it would have gotten Reinhardt, but he brings a lady over to the bench. The cane is leaning on it, and he's like, get rid of that cane. And this guy just picks up the cane, goes into a different wing of the house, and it explodes. So Reinhardt accidentally sealed this man's fate. Yeah. But it probably would have killed more people if it was out in the party area. Um, but it is. it does blow shit up. It blows shit up, and then Kierheis runs in and is like, Mr. Reinhardt, Mr. Reinhardt, Vice Admiral Reinhardt-sama. Uh, he's very scared for his lover, and um, he runs over to him, and then they talk, and Madame Westphal is there, too. And it's weird, because they're like, let's pop a, let's, you know, this champagne bottle didn't explode. Let's pour a glass, which is weird, because... Just like injured people all around them. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> you were just all about helping this old lady who got the vapors, and now you're just like, yeah, they're fine. Everyone's got their handlers. We don't need to help anybody else. Let's get drunk. Um, I wrote down that Reinhardt said you're buying me a coffee later, but I don't remember why he says that. Uh Oh, because Kierkeis is like, you wouldn't even be here if I hadn't told you you had to go to this party. Oh, and he's okay. like, you can buy me coffee tomorrow. But okay. Kierkeis probably already buys <laughs> right, coffee when for they, him. When they wake up in the morning after sleeping together. Yes. <laughs> um, I just now I'm like, do we have coffee for tomorrow? <laughs> anyway, then they show the like, Klopstock's assassination failed. People are going to put it together. Because, yeah, the king. Oh, that's okay. So he he's. He's he thinks people are gonna put it together. Okay, yeah, because I guess they have to find like, oh, who the hell did this? Okay, right. Well, Kierkeis is the one who has info. He's like, I yeah. might know something because he knows that an old man went in. Mm. Madame Westphal was like, that's Klopstock. He's excommunicated. Mm. Uh, he goes in with a cane, comes out without the cane. Hmm. Um. So like, and Klopstock's like butler or whatever tells him like, yeah, the king didn't go because he had a tummy ache. Um. And he's like, shit. But he looks like a, at a painting above his fireplace. Was that like Clements, who he was doing this like in allegiance for or something? Oh, I didn't catch it. Maybe it was a painting of the brother of Friedrich IV. I think that, well, that might be what it is. I don't know. Okay. There, were, there, were, there was the painting in the mansion that he, that Klopstock gave to Brown. Yeah, that thing burns. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I didn't catch what painting he was looking at. He, yeah, he looks at some painting in his house. Yeah, so then he's like, shit, I suck, they're gonna kill me. And then a bunch of, like, Empire police people show up. And we we see that Reinhard talks about this with his sister at the Imperial Palace. And he, uh, he wanted to visit her. And he also requested that he be the one to arrest Klopstock. And they're like, why? Why would you be the one? And he's like, well, my sister would have been at this party if the king came. So I guess that... Mm. That uh, that's weird that they didn't cover that in the beginning when he's trying to figure out like why would I want to go to a party why how come Kierheis wasn't like well your sister might be there, um, but anyway yeah the bomb could have killed his sister I guess, uh but then yeah we see they go to arrest Klopstock but he's already set fire to his own house and he's dead he's dead he sucked what a sucky guy yeah he burned himself his plan sucked it didn't even work, and then he killed himself yeah but you know what fucking slaps. What's that? They burn play down Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Symphony is his house burns down, and I'm like, yeah, this is good shit. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah I didn't notice it. Did da, I not recognize? 
Oh, I don't uh, remember. I didn't notice it. That's I only know Ode to In Joy. In general, I love all the classical music they play. Yeah, I mean, what's cool too about this Ginepedia website is it tells you everything that's played. So basically that part of, of the Fifth Symphony is Allegro con Brio. Um, but they also do Chopin's Nocturne in B major. There's Dvorak. There's Handel. They, so if you're ever interested, you should check out check out this Guinea-pedia. Um But yeah, this episode was okay. I can understand though being like, why did we just take this random like side road off yeah. the main story highway? Good sequence of ep- like yeah, the way we watched them was not ideal. I think it was sort of a come down. It should have maybe that it should have this episode should have maybe come. This should have been episode seven, and episode seven should have been episode eight, and then episode nine should have been but mm, episode eight. Wait, this should have been. This should have come first, I think, and then because the, seven was continuing six though. Seven was because six is, is six. him starting. Is is Yang Wenli starting his assault on Easterlone? Mm, so then, maybe this should just come the way we that, watched then. it. Basically, that is yeah. That's part of the problem. I still think I think if I was watching it straight through, I'd be like, "Can we just skip these Reinhardt episodes and get to like whatever Wenli's doing?" Because I don't care about Reinhardt's party. I want to if if I'm going to see Reinhardt now, I want to see him in space, like trying to go after Wenli or something. Like mm. I want to see him trying to take back the fortress or something. I don't know. I do like to see him ascending ranks, and I'm glad that we get to see him building his team of anti anti imperialist imperials. Anti-Goldenbaum Lohengramists. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Wilhelm von Klopstock. Nah, too many syllables. Okay. I don't know if I have anything else to say about this. Um, Oh, wait. I do. Okay. So the Baron who Reinhard talks shit to Mm-hmm. Who Reinhardt calls him an ill-bred dog, is played by Issei Futamata, who played Onizuka in the pre-GTO OVA, because they made an OVA out of when Onizuka was a gangster, called Shonan Junai Gumi. So that's, that's I don't know. I thought that was interesting. That we just watched GTO, and the guy who's Baron Flagel here played Onizuka before GTO was a thing. And the same guy is the narrator of Hunter Hunter. The actor who played Klopstock and the actor who played the old ass party animal king have both played Grandpa Gohan from Dragon Ball. I don't know. And I didn't even know Grandpa Gohan was a thing. My brain really didn't know what to do when I read that name. I I don't really know who that is either. Apparently Gohan is a human who adopted... Goku, and then Goku names his kid after Gohan. Okay. So there's two Gohans, and they call him Grandpa Gohan. Hmm. Anyway. So there we go. That's Legend of the Galactic Heroes or Ginga Eiyu Densetsu, which is in some ways easier to say. Episodes 7 through 9. Again, if you want us to watch some episodes of a straight-to-home video 80s anime that everyone loves but nobody knows about, you can go to patreon.com slash jjbpod and show us your dollars. 
And you can also just email us and just recommend shit if you want. We are jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter or whatever it's called. Uh, we are at jjbpod there. And there is also a Discord that a listener set up, but we're in. And you can find the link to join that Discord in the description of this podcast episode. If your podcast player doesn't support links, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Just tag me on Twitter, I guess. Tag jjbpod on Twitter. Uh, other than that, let's talk about what we're watching next week, except I don't know if I know. So next week's episode is about TBD. We might do something spooky and scary for the October month. We might not, but we will have more Patreon picks. Some old classics will be coming back around. So stay tuned. But until next time, remember, if you're going to assassinate someone, never mind. Goodbye. Da, 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 da. Bye.